0: It's all in the head. Hey, hey. It's all in. Come on. Work with me now. It's all in the
1: head. Yeah, it's all in. The yes. It's all in <laughs> the hip. Get off of it. Hey,
0: just easing the tension, baby. Just easing the tension. He'll ease it on someone else.
1: Welcome back to the Rough Life Podcast. My name is Logan, and with me, as always, is Norman Hall. Yo, 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 yo! He's most famous for owning Hall's Pizza Kitchen downtown in Oklahoma City. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I
0: don't own that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't sue us, but maybe sponsor us.
0: Yeah, sponsors. We're happy to sponsor you. We will provide, we are, we're really about Hall's Pizza Kitchen and Hall's um, Cough Drops.
1: <laughs> right. Those are our two bugaboos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're big on Danny Glover.
1: Yeah, uh, I love Jim Glover Dodge, Jim Glover Chevy. Uh, if any of those places want to sponsor us with, I don't know, uh, vehicles to borrow, that's fine. Uh, so we'll be great. But anyway, uh, in golf news, there's a bunch of cool stuff uh, to talk about today. So we're going to just like get into it. Uh, Norm, did you get a chance to watch much of the Zurich? I did. I, it's a really cool tournament.
0: Um, you know, it's, it's the only tournament on tour that is a team concept you know, outside of the Ryder Cup, President Cup. And I think it's pretty fascinating. Um, you know, you get to see a couple of guys just pair up with their buds, whomever that might be, and uh, they get out there and they play alternate shot, which is weird to watch on TV. But what's even weirder is when they play four ball or best ball uh, is what it's commonly referred to or better ball sometimes. Uh, but it's really weird to see four balls sitting on the green in a PGA tournament. It's weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really, really like it. Uh, unfortunately, this one was lacking some drama as far as like the actual tournament goes. Um, but there were some cool storylines. Like uh, the, it, it was lacking a bit of star power, if you want my honest opinion. I don't know if some of the big names just don't like this the format or if they just say, ah, eh, it's probably a good week to rest up before the PGA or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, uh, like Jordan Spieth didn't play in it and you know he'd been playing well of late um i mean if if you ask me it's one of the best like cities to visit on tour because it's in new orleans and i love cajun food so uh that would be a place that i would want to visit um yeah i mean it did like a few people that you would kind of expect to be in there and do well justin thomas also didn't play uh you know jordan thomas uh, jordan spieth and justin thomas would make a really great pairing they've been buddies for uh, since they were kids, you know, there's that famous picture of them eating sandwiches together, you know? Um, so them not being in, it was kind of a bummer. Uh, but Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele just went kind of scorched earth (laughs) in this, uh, in this tournament, they had what a six stroke lead going in the Sunday. I think it was, they set the 54 hole scoring record for it. And basically all they did to do on Sunday was show up, uh,
1: and they, yes, did. they did. And they won. They were there actually, I think. And they, yeah,
0: they, they, play did. And they won. Yeah. But I mean, it, there was a little bit of excitement. I mean, the lead got down to two. Uh, so there was a little bit of excitement in it, but uh, the last day was alternate shot and alternate shot. If you ask me, I think it would be more interesting if they did alternate shot in the first and the third round and did better ball in the second and the fourth, because the fourth round, If you have guys really going out there and lighting it up and like shooting 61 or, you know, something like that, which can happen in that format, you know, in alternate shot, if you're under par two, three, four under par, you've done really, really well.
1: See, if you ask me to another idea to spice up this tournament would be that on the odd holes, you have to play out of Shoffley's bag. And on the even holes, you have to play out of Cantlay's bag. (laughs) They don't even get to use their own
0: clubs. Yeah.
1: So like the lefties, they have to pair up. Otherwise, they have no chance. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know things, things like that, I think, could be something. And what, what other fun ideas do you think you could uh, create to make this a little more watchable?
0: Oh, actually, I have an idea, too. Uh, just, you know, these kind of tournaments, I think, are kind of fun. It's something a little different. Um, I actually have an idea, and, and I mentioned this to you the other day, but yeah, maybe I didn't flesh it out fully. But what if you had like a team tournament where like you had like teams of five, And they play almost like the way college tournaments are, where you you send out one player and he plays match play against another player. And then somebody else on your team goes out and plays against somebody from the same team. And, you know, you have like five spots and they can form their own teams. And I mean, maybe it's like regional um, teams, like, you know, team from Texas, team from Florida, or it could be college based. You know, a bunch of the guys that went to school at Oklahoma State get together and they all play together on a team. And you had something set up like that where you did match play, but you also could sprinkle in alternate shot and better ball as part of it. I think that would be really, really fascinating. And I think tour players would really get hyped up for it. Okay. In fact, that like is something them. that's going to be happening. There's like a team concept in the Saudi league too, but they haven't really fleshed out what that looks like.
1: We'll get to that. I have some more dumb ideas if you want to. Okay. Hear I'm
0: all uh, about dumb ideas because you idea, never know. Sometimes the dumb ideas are the good
1: ideas. Your idea was well thought out. This is more uh, useful. Off the cuff? Yeah. So what if, <laughs> what if uh, every, every team one shot on each nine has a ball that explodes and they don't know which hole it's going to be And like the PGA tees up every one of their shots. And so like, they just go up there and they can't tell the difference. And the when it explodes, like you just don't get to use that shot, but imagine just the suspense of every drive.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That is an idea. I'm not going to say it's a good one, but oh. it's an idea. All right. Yeah. I mean, you make it sound like it's like saturday afternoon out there with your with your buds you know playing or you don't get to use tees instead you use a you know an empty beer can or something like that
1: okay uh, okay next idea if you didn't like that one fine whatever uh, the the pga or twitter does this like game show kind of thing where uh you have to eliminate clubs from your bag right as part of the game what if that was incorporated into an actual event where like every third hole you had to ditch a, a club
0: yeah, there's a name for that. Is that called sums? Something like that? It's know. got something Sums because they're all you know foursomes. You know, I think maybe that's it. Oh, is, that, um, is that what Wolfsums is? <laughs> sure, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They do another cool. Speaking of cool things that they do on like for so, PGA Tour social media, have you seen the one where they make like the super holes? Uh, there's a show that comes on Golf Network uh, or the, the Golf Channel where. I think it's called the cut. Yeah. It's the cut, but they've done that a few times where they've built like these super holes where like you tee off from one tee box, but instead of hitting to that fairway in that hole, like you hit like a cross into another fairway. And then maybe you turn and come back the other direction onto another hole. And then when it playing like these 900 yard holes, that kind of bounce all over the golf course. It is super fun to watch. And like a guy will win, like he'll make a seven and the other guy will make it eight. And it's, really really exciting
1: sounds like uh, us on the 19th uh hole on our final major last uh, yeah yeah we uh, played a lot of holes uh, that day on the same hole
0: yeah that's exactly right yeah uh, i was hoping you wouldn't bring that up we, were,
1: we played um, out we do have everything. a major
0: coming up by the way uh we need to talk about that here tonight uh at some point i don't know if now's the time to do that or not but uh let's let's been...
1: let's hold off on that i want to get to um, what would be considered the feel good story of the weekend over at the Zurich before we move on and that is Bill and Jay Haas you oh know, no doubt no you doubt. love talking about these kind of things tell me tell me all about the old man well I mean the tease
0: <laughs> well Jay Haas is 68 and his son Bill um, who really hasn't been playing all that well as of late I mean he I mean, he's well-known for the shot in the Tour Championship a few years ago where he hit it out of the water on 18. I mean, the ball's literally sitting in the water, and he gets it to stop like uh, like nobody's business, like it had Velcro on it. Um, So he's known for that shot. And since then, he's kind of been in a bit of a lull. But uh, he gets to pick anybody he wants for this tournament, and he picks his dad, which I think is super, super cool. And, you know, it was a feel-good story at the beginning of the week. But then they actually made the cut. Like, they made the cut on the number, and they got to play in the weekend. I think Saturday they went out. They were in, like, last place. So they went out and played by themselves, just the two of them. And then on Sunday, they actually moved up the leaderboard a little bit, which is uh, pretty neat. But Bill, um, you know, like I said, Bill could have picked anybody, and he picks his dad. And Jay now holds the record for oldest player to make the cut on the PJ Tour. at 68 years, five months. Thirteen days, whatever it is, uh, which is a pretty cool story, you know. Did,
1: did, um, I read, did I read it right that that was his 799th start? Yeah, that's exactly right. It
0: would have been his eight hundredth, but they changed the way they account um, way they count PGA Tour starts. And he was in one of the cups, the President or the Ryder Cup, and that no longer counts as a start. But uh, do, you think, so anyway, do you
1: think that that's part of like what Bill was doing, like trying to get his dad eight hundred?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't see, I, he didn't talk about that overtly when they talked to him, like after the round and everything, it was just like, Hey, I wanted to play with dad. And I think that's really neat. I mean, I lost my father, uh, about two years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, that kind of hits a spot for me. Uh, I see him do that, uh, playing with his dad, he could have picked anybody. Somebody would have helped him, you know, get some more FedEx cup points and, uh, make a little bit more cash down the stretch, but I guess he figured, Hey, time with dad's more important than that. So yeah. kudos to him.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, maybe his dad is, uh, paying him to play. Who knows? You know I mean?
0: It's <laughs> maybe yeah. so. I mean, they look like they were having fun out there, you know I mean? Uh, you have to pay extra,
1: you have to pay extra to make it look like it's fun.
0: Well, in the alternate shot format, I saw one of the holes, like Bill, like really blew a putt by the hole and like his dad's like, giving him a little grief. like, Hey, what are you, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to me here? You're trying to make me look bad on TV. I raised a better putter than that. <laughs> exactly. You know, a little bit of pressure from the old man.
1: It's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure actually. Uh, but kudos to them for creating some, some wholesome content over the weekend. But I got,
0: a, I got a crazy question about, about that though. Okay. Like, what if me and you were to go out and play how would we do in those formats like alternate shot how do you think we'd do and then how do you think we'd do in better ball and then for that matter let's talk about a scramble too i mean how do you think we'd do in that
1: so are we talking about the at the zurich using no i mean just
0: like just like if we went out to play i mean just like the, the courses that we normally play um i mean you know i'm a I'm a low eighties crack into the seventies every now and again, shooter, you're, you know, mid eighties, uh, shooter yourself. I mean, how do you think we would do let's alternate shot first? How do you think we do that? Would we, would we do better than what we would normally score
1: on our, on our own or would we do worse? Oh man. Uh, I, I kind of want to try it. That's why I'm asking. The problem is like trying it is expensive because you get to play half the amount of golf that you normally <laughs> would play and you pay the same amount to be there. Yeah, um, exactly. But I mean, I like to think that we would play better. But it just a pretty, because... it's a pretty hard format.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think maybe like the idea of us talking over like shots and like maybe me talking you out of doing something really stupid might be might be
1: helpful. I don't love um, that that's your go-to reasoning. <laughs> and
0: whatever. I've just played enough with you to know that you're going to do something dumb from time to time. And, uh, you know, if I could like talk you off the ledge, it might, when it helps me, I think I would be more inclined to do that. If you and I are playing a match against each other, I'm going to let you, you know, sure. Yeah. You can hit it through that one foot by one foot square hole on uh, in that tree canopy. You can do it. You're, you're the best golfer ever.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That is you know, I've, all I've ever wanted was your adoration. <laughs> well, uh, you got it, man. Hey, <laughs> man, I appreciate that. It, it's it is funny. Like, alternate shot would be tough. In some ways, you would be maybe a little more refreshed because you're hitting so many fewer swings. Sure. But then on the other hand, are you cold because you're Getting not. You just got to get out of
0: it. But I mean, I guess we could do it. If just the two of us went out and we played, just the two of us, I don't think it would be that difficult for us to throw out a third ball pick you know some random bright colored you know pink ball you tend to play those multicolored balls already anyway but let's say we played a pink ball it's like okay we're alternate shotting this one our as we play our regular shots we could do that right
1: sure yeah i don't see why not um especially if i don't tell the golf
0: course we're doing it we'd each own you know half of a green fee or something like that
1: i'm not telling them are you gonna are you gonna snitch no heaven heaven's down just disappointing
0: okay so alternate shot i think i think we do a slightly better than what we do playing by ourselves
1: but what about the other formats
0: well i i think we do considerably better in
1: if we play better better ball, ball what do you think our total like if let's say if on on a normal day you shoot an 80 and i shoot an 85 what do you think our better ball score is you think it's like 76 maybe
0: yeah, probably. That's, think that, that's, I think it's good I'm, for
1: nine strokes.
0: Yeah, ish, ish, somewhere along in there, I'd say. Uh, we'd probably, um, I don't know that we like both melt down on the same hole too often. Yeah, Last yeah. time we played, we did on 17. You almost, you almost hit a duck. You may recall that one. I played that hole like garbage too. We would have taken between us, our better shot would have, our better ball would have been a triple, I think, on that hole. But, um, but I mean, more often than not, you know, we're not, we don't go so sideways that we're both making really high scores. So uh, I'd say, you know, we'll at least turn the occasional double that we make into a bogey at, at worst, maybe even a par, you know, here or there. So yeah, I'd say that's probably right. We probably shoot in the 75, 76 range.
1: Now, here's where I get, this next part is where I get the most confident. So, if we scramble, 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 I I think that we're under par, and here's why. Okay. I've scrambled with three guys over the weekend. Um, Some friends of mine that they don't play golf very much, if at all. Like okay. The, the three guys might play a combined six rounds a year. Um, so these are just dudes who like to go and have a nice time and, you know, duff around or whatever. So we, as a foursome, scrambled to one under.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: And, you know, I'll, admittedly, there were some, you know, mulligans, shenanigans. not a lot of shenanigans, but there was a couple mulligans, you know, where like, if we all missed a putt, we'd go, Hey, take a fit. Let's do a fifth one. Sure. You know, that kind of a deal. But other than that, I mean, we probably, we played it pretty straight. Uh, so, you know, if you want to call it one over even, um, I I'm, I'm fine with that. But my point is, is like, these are guys that don't play all that much and they were still able to contribute quite a bit. So I think that if two golfers such as ourselves Capable go out of and play, yeah. You know, we play all the time. We, we try to play every weekend. It doesn't always right. work out that way, but we try to. Um, I mean, I would say that between the two of us, we should be two or three under, I think.
0: Okay. Well, I have a frame of reference here. Um, um, back probably 10 years or so ago, company I worked for, we had a, a company golf league and me and my friend, Robert, uh, we played together and Robert was, yeah, he, he was fair. He would shoot 90 or so probably on his own ball um but he and I were always partners uh he liked playing with me I I, I liked playing with him and together the two of us we would typically go out and we play a scramble format against you know two other guys and it was not uncommon for us to be one or two over pretty easily um when we played like that and we actually shot under par uh once or twice that, that I recall so I mean you're a better golfer than Robert was and I'm a better golfer than I was when I played then. So I'd say, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, we probably, we should try this too. I mean, we should, Would this, this would make for an interesting uh, podcast. Like, Hey, we went out and tried it. We played six holes of alternate shot, six holes of better ball, six holes of best ball scramble and report our findings.
1: Yeah. I think that'd right. be interesting. I think that's great. Unfortunately we can't do that this weekend because this is leg one of major one. Woo woo. And i am currently the reigning major champion
0: yeah i figured you were going to bring that up
1: uh yeah i am and there are some there's some been some rule changes uh for this for this new season that we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about what the stakes are oh nice so um to give the listeners a little bit of a tease of of some of the things that uh, that we did last year. I know, I think we may have covered this in the first episode, but I we still, talked owe, about it, yeah. I still owe Norman, um, a round of barefoot golf from one of my losses. Uh, can, can you do it this week in the major? I will not be doing it. <laughs> at a major. Uh, no, good question. Love it. Uh, but no, um, but you know, we're going we're gonna to, we're going to try to do things like that, that create some content for you, the listener. And this first major is no different. Uh, There is a pair of sunglasses that I found on a Facebook ad about three months ago. Are they really
0: sunglasses? I don't, they're
1: they're sunglasses adjacent. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. And and so I sent them to Norman and three months ago in the middle of off season. And I said, Hey, the loser of the first major is going to wear these. And he said, deal. And that was when he wasn't thinking and I got him off of his guard and now he's already agreed. So we're doing it. These are a full prismed, Face shield pair of sunglasses, like a they look like, like something
0: a, you would wear if you were going skiing.
1: No, they look like something Daft Punk would wear out there. <laughs> the show. Um, and frankly, they're gigantic and stupid. They it's one giant lens that covers your entire face, and they're only $14, so you know they're high quality. It's going to be incredible. To okay, watch.
0: like loser has to wear them on the golf course. How much do they have to wear them though? Like, are we talking full round or are we talking like you just have to wear them for a photo op, maybe a hole, something like that? Because okay. I mean, these okay. things are ridiculous.
1: They are ridiculous. Um, but here's here's my proposition. We altered the bet for the barefoot round to only the par threes. That's true. So I think that's, that's the bet. You have to wear them on all par threes.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, or, I, I'll tra- I or I'll
1: I'll give you another option. You have to wear them on all 18 greens.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm a bad enough putter as it is. These are
1: putting with, glasses.
0: Yeah, <laughs> with, with like a welding helmet over my face. That's not, <laughs> not going to help me be a better putter, man. Fine, uh,
1: par is it is, but also the first tee.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, we need to find a picture and put it out there so that people can take a look at it. Uh, I'm at AggieNeH on Twitter, at AggieNeH on Twitter, and you are
1: at Turtle3309. And uh, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want to participate in our shenanigans for, for the upcoming season. We may even make a Twitter account. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Well, let's put it out there so the people that are curious can see this monstrosity.
1: But just imagine um, Daft Punk in a hoodie. <laughs> on the first tee of your local muni and that's what we're trying to accomplish here
0: i'd like to think that when daft punk goes and plays golf that they wear the helmets
1: if i lose and i have to tee off with those on as soon as i hit the ball i'm going to yell i feel it coming (laughs) i feel it coming babe and it's going to be all around the world all around the world all around the world (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna just but you know what? I can't think like that because this is—I'm I'm the reigning major champion, and I don't intend to lose. So.
0: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't expect Daft Punk to come up in tonight's podcast, but hey, hey, hey we go, we go where the rhythm takes us. We go
1: where the content drives. That's exactly right, man. You know, uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good. All uh, right. So this
0: is going to be called the Daft Punk Major.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. A hundred percent. I love that. Please don't sue us, <laughs> Mister Punk. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, they've
0: broken up now, so we don't have to worry about like. I guess they probably still have like a legal arm, but uh, the, they're not, they're they're not, not actively using the name, so we can use it. Yeah,
1: or we can slightly change it, like uh, the Craft Punk. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not that hard to change it anyway. <laughs> uh, so the Daft Punk major is the opening major of the year. Uh, I love that, and it takes place at, at two of our local courses. The first leg is going to be at uh, Early Wine South in um, in the South OKC area, and the second leg is to be determined. But I think we're leaning towards Trosper.
0: Yeah, I'm down with Trosper. Uh, we just got to figure out when we're going to do it. Uh, this. We've entered like the season of school, like for my boys, where like there's stuff going on all the time. It's graduation season. Last weekend was prom. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on. So, uh, we'll figure it out. We don't like splitting these up too much. So, maybe a week between. But the
1: problem is, is that next weekend, I'm pretty much booked the whole weekend.
0: Sure. And it's Mother's Day weekend too. So, yeah. I don't
1: don't know how we're going to figure it out, but we will figure it out. Do do we want to consider a one eighteen major?
0: No. Do you think we could like, you think we could like, knock out a round after work one night next week?
1: I think we can knock out nine holes.
0: I think yeah, it stays dark. I mean, it's still light out at eight thirty. I think we could do it
1: if there's nobody else around. Maybe.
0: All right. Let's talk about it.
1: Okay. All right, we'll figure it out, but we gotta we All gotta right. get that ironed out because okay. we have the Tulsa right, so major. the Tulsa major is coming up on the weekend of the twenty fifth of May, and we need to have
0: this one done before that. So yeah. it's important that we figure out something. All right, so the we know that the, the loser has to wear the Daft Punk helmet. The what we need to iron out are like what we do to make it square. I'm a little bit better golfer than you, so we I always concede a few strokes here. Last one we played, I gave you three aside. You could assign them on whatever hole you wanted.
1: So we, for the listeners, we kind of we call these advantages. So we play, um, we're playing match play, and so three times per nine, I get to start before we tee off and say, "Hey, I'm using one of my advantages on this hole," meaning that he starts off with his second stroke, or you can think of it as I start off with a zero stroke. And my second shot, you know, is, is my first shot. So kind right. of a free tee shot advantage. Yeah, um, You can think of it however you like to think of it. Me personally, I like to think of it as if my tee shot was zero and didn't happen because it's just fun.
0: Yeah, it really rattles me when you'll be like, uh, you know, you've hit a really good T ball and I'm, you know, standing in the fairway and you're like, I'm hitting number one from 100 yards away from the hole. I don't like it when you say that. It really gets in my head. I probably shouldn't have told you that. <laughs>
1: well, I, I mean, of course, I, you don't have to tell me that. Anytime that somebody gets a tee off on a par four from 92 yards out, it's pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So last time we did three and three, I think that's too many. Uh, I, I'm advocating for two and two. <clears throat>
1: Well, um, that's not going to happen because we just played around this last weekend and you beat me by how many strokes? Five. Five. So I think that five is the number that's, that's, that's the most recent litmus test. So I I'm advocating for three on the front, two on the back. Um,
0: I'm thinking, hang on. Okay. Here's what I'll do. Three front two back. I get to veto one
1: but only on the front. Uh, okay. That's where the extra stroke is, so you get to pick which one I don't get to use. Okay.
0: All right. So I can veto it one time on the front. The front, and make the a front nine picks. veto,
1: and then uh, there's three on the front, two on the back. Okay. I got like it. that. Now, are we going to play for any stakes? Uh, other than the... Other the than the helmet? Daft Punk helmet. Well,
0: hey, I got an idea. And This is kind of punny. Um, what if the loser also has to buy a steak dinner for the winner.
1: That's fine. As long as you're not cooking.
0: Well, that didn't go so well last time. So, okay. Like in, in a, in a reputable restaurant and I'm not talking high end, just, you know, a trip to Saltgrass or something like that.
1: Right. Uh, nothing lower than Outback Steakhouse.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You're fair not enough. taking
1: me to Applebee's. <laughs>
0: Uh, Shout out to Applebee's, our new sponsor.
1: (laughs) Applebee's has rats. (laughs) You want to tell that story? Should we tell tell that story?
0: uh, Sure, go for
1: it. So uh, my 21st birthday, Norman and I and his brother and uh, um, my my sister, his wife, and some of our friends, we went out to Vegas. And uh, we had, you know, Talladega Nights was very popular at that time. We were quoting it all the time. And uh, we had lost our butt uh no, no 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 hold on i'm i'm, I'm telling the story wrong. we we were trying to all gamble and play blackjack at the at the fremont, fremont uh, which is right. which is down down on the uh, old, old vegas. vegas old vegas strip and the manager there was kind of being a jerk and he wouldn't open up a table for us all to play as a group and so uh anyway we walk out of old vegas onto the old vegas strip which is by the way you know just cram packed with people at all times and i turn back to the fremont and i scream the fremont has rats in that same uh you know ricky bobby senior voice uh and uh, yeah so uh that's just like a, a beautiful memory
0: yeah and it drew a surprising amount of attention it did. <laughs> that was the thing It was it's you know, it's Vegas, everybody's doing their own thing, they're not paying. But, like, when you yelled that, like, we got more looks than we expected, <laughs> it was incredibly awkward. And then we went to the Four Queens and we hooked up with Agnes, the, she was best the best dealer in history. And we all won enough money to pay for dinner at a fancy restaurant. It was, uh, it was a magical night. Magical night,
1: you know what? In her honor, I'd like to call this first major the agnes open brought to you by daft punk
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right make it so we're playing the agnes this weekend brought to you agnes, by daft punk
1: brought to you by daft punk and okay so some the stakes are stakes and the sunglasses are the punishment and uh should we say that the loser has to buy the sunglasses
0: yeah are they, are they yeah sure glasses? Yeah, whatever. It's 15
1: bucks. No big deal. And it's, well, I mean, these are, these are pretty expensive. So we got to just, you know, we can't just be throwing money. Hey, I do uh, have a surprise for you. Okay. I
0: love surprises.
1: I have a package arriving to my house tomorrow. Oh, Lord. Do you want to guess what the package is?
0: Uh, it's got to be golf related. You wouldn't bring it up otherwise. Um, I think I know. I think I know tailor-made tour response with the yellow stripes
1: oh the tour stripes will be in my possession oh god those are hideous uh they are you can't see this on the on the podcast uh but that ball is my background on my phone um because i love it so much and logan
0: logan listeners logan loves playing ugly golf balls like i'm very traditional i play a white golf ball um I, I I have a hard time playing like even going to putt putt. I have a hard time like putting a blue golf ball. You Norman
1: know? Norman brings a pro V one to the <laughs> putt putt course to feel at I, home.
0: It, it's got to look a certain way, but Logan will play any color golf ball under the sun. The the vice golf balls with like the paint splashes. Oh, I've seen you. him play those. those the are Strixons that are half one color, half the other color. He's currently playing those, and he loves them. And when TaylorMade's new Tour Response with the the big one inch wide yellow stripe down. As soon as they came out, I saw them and I go, Logan's going to love this golf ball. And I sent you a picture of them and you're like, Oh my God, I have to have them.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing though. They're not currently sold in stores. So TaylorMade has them on their website, but they haven't distributed them yet. And I talked to a golf pro about it last weekend. And he said, he said, yeah, they're really cool. They're not in yet, but they we're supposed to get them in next month. Um, so, a lot of people are excited about them. It's not just me. Uh, One person is excited about them. He's a golf pro, so that matters. Well, he's uh, just trying to sell them to you. Well, that's fine. He, he wants his cut. He sold me Strixons instead. Uh, <laughs> but by the way, those, those is bad. The Strixon divides. I know that you hate them, but they offer visual feedback unlike anything else you've ever used in golf. And it's really- I concur.
0: I concur. I will admit I I could never look down and play that ball. Maybe I could. I I probably could. I'm not going to. I'll put it that way. But (laughs) when I see you hit one and like see your ball, like especially like greenside or something, and I see your ball check up on the green, it's really pretty fascinating to watch. I think it would be a good ball to practice with to get an idea of like what's happening. Sure. Like on putting, like if it's putting like end over end and you like the ball- maintains its hemispheres as it's rolling then you know you've hit it end over end similarly when you're chipping you can see like how the ball's spinning or whatever i can i see the advantage of it yep. but well it's
1: hideous over the weekend when i played in this scramble i hit this ridiculously good flop shot with one of my on divides and seeing the spin in the air and then seeing it hit the green and then like hip check right into place was really satisfying yeah so, i bet so it's just something to think about. I understand you hate them, but these tour divide tour stripes, uh, that or the tailor made tour stripes that they just put out, they have a, obviously like a highlighter yellow middle line that's like a third of the golf ball. But then on the edges, they have these new like black dots that they say have been developed by science and oh. PGA golfers. Oh, science to, to make a visually useful putting alignment path. So I'm really excited to try them at the first major and uh, we'll report back.
0: I hope they're so visually distracting that you play like garbage, but I will say this. I did read a thing uh, about them and they tested like 300 different prototypes of alignment and stuff before they settled on this one. So, I mean, if it won out over 300, there's gotta be something to it, but still, they, it, they look like it's like you're putting a billiard ball. It's like you're putting the nine ball uh, from a pool set is what it looks like,
1: but absolutely, tailor made. We put liquid uh, paper on a bee, and it died. <laughs> Research and development. They uh, they give you the tools to be your own boss at tailor made. <laughs> Excellent corporate structure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Nine. man. I I love I I've I've always been a titleist guy. I've been playing uh, the the tour soft titleist ball for a long time. Right. I, I think it's alignment. They have like a T. Right. on that ball and I really love it as a putting aid but I I'm fascinated by this tour stripe ball so that's Norman hates all things colorful and that's why I've been using them in every major the whole last year
0: yeah most definitely most definitely
1: because it, it gets under his skin it, it kind of gets his goat a little bit
0: well we'll report on how, what that looks like and how everything goes Uh I guess I mean I guess next week uh, on the pod we'll talk about how the first leg of the major went sure and how it went i mean we you can give your full report on the tour response and how great they are um are you planning on watching the uh, the tour this weekend i know you other than the major you've got kind of a busy weekend not as busy as next weekend but they're going to mexico and you know what that means my friend grupo salinas grupo salinas <laughs> grupo salinas they, <laughs> they run commercials for grupo salinas whatever that is Every commercial break, and they've been doing it now for four or five years. And I still don't know what Grupo Salinas does.
1: What do you, what would you do if you had to guess? What do you think they do? Uh,
0: I, I, probably something super boring, like, um, like textiles <laughs> <Group> <laughs> so, or, or uh, uh
1: Grupo Salinas, the world leader in styrofoam bowls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, something really boring. Uh, you know, they make rulers. Um, I, I
1: we put the plastic on those toothpicks.
0: <laughs> you know, they. it's probably like a, like a tourism conglomerate or something. I would guess where like hotels and restaurants and resorts and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Cause it's a group, right? But hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I'm pretty sure. And I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that Grupo of Salinas is uh, the group of people in Mexico that support the artist Selena. Uh, i think it's, well, that makes touring, perfect sense. it's a touring fan club uh and and they buy all the commercials to make sure that she's well represented
0: well i mean she did pass away uh at an uh, at an early age murdered by what her manager i don't i have to watch the j-lo movie again to, to remember yeah maybe they're just a fan of selena uh all things selena like selena kyle from batman uh mm-hmm. the town in north texas Selina um uh, saline solution ah uh, there you there, go there you go they're all about that so they promote basically uh pop tejano crossover music uh batman villains who dresses cats right uh, a right. town right. in north texas and saline solution that, that that's got to be what they do
1: i i'm convinced
0: <laughs> um, so c- c- shout out i, I don't want to google it to find out what it is that they do but at the same time i kind of don't want to
1: okay what we've just i want to leave the mystery into, what we've stumbled into is one of those things that people don't ever get stuck wondering things anymore what's that comedian's uh joke about this the oh yeah. impregnated you with wonder
0: yeah yeah um goodness what's his name pete holmes pete holmes pete used holmes. to say
1: like hey you know if somebody walked up to you at a bar and they're like hey where was tom petty born? Be like, you know what? I don't know. He'd be like, well, now you're impregnated with wonder until you walked around and found somebody who knew a lot about Tom Petty. And you could be like, hey, do you know where Tom Petty was born? And they'd be like, yeah, he was born in Jacksonville, Florida. And then you'd be like, oh, awesome. But until then, you just had to sit there and struggle.
0: Yeah, one
1: of the things that the
0: smartphones have ruined. Yeah, that's really a great bit by Pete Holmes. If you've never listened to, listen to it, you ought to check it out listeners uh logan and i are big fans it's pretty funny he's a funny guy he's actually guy. got a new show now i saw a commercial the other day where he was in it it's like a bowling show um it's on cbs speaking uh,
1: of nonsensical tv show reviews. the show is oh. called
0: how we roll that's what it's called
1: so for our golf podcast we'll, now that we're doing tv bits uh i i've almost finished season one of craig robinson's new show killing it on peacock uh it's a show about a down on your luck guy who decides to enter the florida snake killing competition to win money
0: and oh gosh
1: it, it is the weirdest show i've ever seen
0: uh, well craig robinson's a funny guy i'm sure he can pull that off but it's
1: it's out there it there's a lot happening but all right how did how did we get so far
0: afield this is supposed to be a podcast about golf. i don't we were know a group salinas and the think Tour going to mexico to get us back on track
1: Okay, fine. Speaking of golf tournaments that are in other countries, how do you feel about the Live Tour reporting that they have 15 of the top 100 PGA players signed up for their first event?
0: Yeah, their first event's in London and 15 of the top 100 have said that they're going to play. According to Greg Norman, I don't know how reliable uh, he now, is.
1: but don't, don't we assume that that's like number 85, 86, 87? Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Well, I mean, Robert Garrigus, who just played in Zurich, uh, matter of fact, he was one of the guys pretty high up on the leaderboard after the first round. Uh, he and his partner, I forget who it was, uh, but like, oh, yeah, that guy's been in the news. and He's playing well, but he's one. But Phil is uh, supposedly uh, one. They had to tour players had to ask for their releases by one day last week. And it was, so it was the 25th. Went, you know, was that what it was? Yep. So they had to ask for their releases. So everybody's already done that. And apparently the field size is limited and they have a waiting list. So you
1: know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, every amateur player in the world asked to play.
0: Probably so. Probably so. But I mean, just guys that we know, I am I, still endlessly fascinated by this. We know so little about it. I've said this probably every week that we've talked that it's come up and it's probably come up every week, I would guess. But I'm so fascinated by this just to see how all this shakes out. So that's happening in, I think the first tournament's like early June.
1: Second week of June, I think, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, if second week, maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, Father's Day weekend is always the U.S. Open. So it's, I think it's the week before that. Um, speaking of, you know, talking about that, um, Tiger is supposed to be doing a scouting round at Southern Hills on Friday. I don't
1: know you if you saw You stole that. my lead. <laughs> supposed to be there tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, that's Thursday. Tomorrow? Okay. All right, I heard Friday. That's happening. He'll be in Tulsa.
1: That means that as we speak right now, Tiger might be within 200 miles of me.
0: No, I doubt it. He flies private jet. So uh, he's going to leave tomorrow and show up there tomorrow and then go do the thing.
1: You don't think that he's staying at the Ramada Inn near Southern Hills? Uh, Ramada, probably not probably not he's probably staying at the hotel
0: you and i stayed at uh here a few weeks back what was that avid or something oh, like the that
1: avid it's a great hotel in the medical district yeah
0: yeah really nice really nice worked out really well for us i'm sure that's probably where he's staying. he may be staying in the same room that we stayed You think
1: there. i should tweet a tiger and let him know that it's a solid choice
0: <laughs> you should he would he would appreciate that <laughs> but yeah he's committed to playing there he's committed he signed up for the u.s open you know the the PGA was kind of iffy, like whether or not he was going to play. But the fact that he's doing a scouting mission seems a little less iffy to me. And same's true for Phil. Phil is in is registered for both of those, and also for the uh, the tour event on the Live, or the Live Tour event, I guess, um, coming up. So we'll see Phil sooner or later. It sounds like.
1: So let's talk about uh, healthy boys. Healthy boys. Okay. How did you do in the last, uh, the last since the last episode? Uh, I lost a little more than a pound uh, since the last episode.
0: Um, did, doing pretty well. I, I didn't eat very well over the weekend, and that hurt me. So I think I gave a little bit back. And my wife has been trying to get me to do uh, something. It's called. Hang on a second.
1: <laughs> it's either jogging or jogging. Walk. Walk. Anyway, apparently you just run. <laughs> wow, Walk. Walk
0: like what she does is she like gets it. she goes outside and goes on a short journey and then comes back to our house i think it's called walking 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 that's it walking she wants me to do that with her <laughs> you stole my yogging joke
1: i didn't know you were going to do that
0: <laughs> but anyway she's she's doing more of that she takes the dog out for a walk and i probably should go with her to be honest with you um so uh the days are long enough i can pull this off uh, i just need to Usually I get over work and I just want to veg. And so I need to get out of that veg mode, you know.
1: Uh for sure. What about you? So How did you do? I am currently down 1.5 pounds. There you go. And, and uh I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Here's um a fun little weight loss tip for you. If you order food three times in a row and it's terrible and you don't eat it, you will lose weight.
0: Huh, interesting. So basically what you do is you get like lunch from your least favorite restaurant. That's your strategy. Like is, I'm just yeah. going to set money on fire and throw this food away.
1: I go to church's chicken every day and I just I throw whatever's cold in a bag and I take it back to the office and I throw it in the trash. Uh, no, we've been on this like adventurous food kick in our household. So we'll be like, I'm going to go try this new restaurant. And we've had some duds. Really, And there's these two new places in in my town that are the exact same concept. And they opened about a mile and a half apart. They're totally different franchises. One of them is called Hawaiian brothers. And the other one is called Mo bettas. Okay. They're basically the same exact restaurant. They sell uh, like a, like a, like poke bowls and stuff. No, 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 no. They, they sell teriyaki chicken or teriyaki like steak with a side of rice and a side of macaroni salad and that is the concept
0: well one of those mo Betas is opening up not far from us and uh my wife and i we've been curious about checking it out but
1: well uh, let me stop you right there <laughs> it sucked
0: yeah i was not expecting a ringing endorsement here because of uh, the way you were talking about it
1: and so we tr- we've we been trying these places. I tried a, a Korean barbecue joint in downtown yesterday, and I ended up throwing like 80% of it in the trash. So that's my diet solution is to order food, be very disappointed, throw the majority of it in the trash, and then continue on about your day.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, that's that's good to hear. Uh, that That is a, a weight loss strategy. Sure. Um, yeah. It's a, a wasteful and expensive one, but hey- sure. Absolutely. If it's working for you, keep it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could definitely, you know, bring my own lunch to work. That's healthy and feel great about that choice. But instead I'm going to spend time, gas, and money uh, (laughs) to take myself to restaurants. Cause here's the thing. I'm a man of the people I'm trying to give money to local business. This is all. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, But it's also magnanimous of you. It is unfortunate though, because in this stupid strategy, I'm giving my money to businesses I don't like. So, that's so you're giving him
0: money one time, and you're flaw. never going to go there again. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm hearing from you?
1: It's risky. Um, yeah. I'll admit yeah. it's not my most thought out plan because I don't want to continue to give these people my money because then they'll continue to exist, and that's disappointing.
0: Sure, sure. But yeah, this is
1: not I golf see your related. dilemma. This isn't golf related even a little bit, but have you noticed that basically every fast food or fast food adjacent place is completely ran by 16 year olds now yeah like our workforce of adults has completely quit those types of jobs sure and part of me thinks that that's like some of the problem a little bit is that you have all of these young kids with no experience who just want money so they can go on dates on the weekend and they are you know just messing up your order all the time
0: yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's true. I mean, we're in what's called the great resignation and uh, there are people who just decided I, these are certain standards I have for employment. And I think COVID has brought that about. So yeah, you're onto something there. Well, I'm disappointed to hear about MoBetas cause I was excited to try it. I'm still going to give it a go just to see what I think, well, but I'll,
1: t- I'll tell you this, the steak was the best part. So you okay. order the steak, but okay, the rest of it is just okay.
0: Okay. All right.
1: and while we're here on the subject so um, basically
0: we can expect to never get a sponsorship from mo Betta's on this podcast because right. you've, uh, you've you've trashed them pretty hard
1: well to be fair they did that to themselves
0: <laughs> fair enough
1: <laughs> so because i would have loved nothing more than to give them a ringing endorsement but i can't okay fair know, enough. if they want to come on the podcast i'll discuss it with them.
0: okay you hear that mo Betta's, we're open for debate
1: come on in so any other uh, any other stuff you want to talk about?
0: We are so far afield of talking about golf. <laughs> yeah, may, may, maybe not. Um, I'm excited about Grupo Salinas this week. I'm ready to see that commercial because it's been the same commercial for five uh, five years in a row. So
1: let's 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 ask this one big question before we go. Okay. What are you confident about going into Saturday, and what are you not so confident about?
0: Um. I need to figure out my putter. So that's the thing I need to work on. Uh, I think maybe I'm going to go back to the mid mallet. Are you going to tell the listeners earlier? Are you going to tell the
1: listeners about how many putters you
0: have? uh, Too many, (laughs) too many. I have a a blade that I put with a mid mallet and a full mallet. And I've pretty much decided that I'm a mallet guy, but I can't decide if I like the mid mallet better than the full mallet. But the way I put it, The last time I played with the full mallet, I think maybe that's not the solution for me. So I'm going to go back to the mid mallet, um, I think. So you mentioned it to me earlier today and I'd already been thinking it. And the fact that you brought it up kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit. It's like, yeah,
1: Do you think that that was me just trying to keep you going back and forth so that you never get comfortable?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but I'd already been thinking that, so.
1: you think uh, I'm playing chess and you're playing
0: checkers? eh, It's possible, but I, you know, Maybe you think I'm playing checkers and so you're playing chess but I'm actually playing like a more complicated game like uh, parcheesi.
1: <laughs> Why was I also thinking parcheesi? Gosh, we spend too much time that's, talking.
0: That's weird. I, I I honestly have no clue how to play parcheesi. Is it more complicated than chess? I don't know.
1: Couldn't tell you, but that was almost I almost said
0: that out loud. That would have been weird. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Okay. All
0: right. So, uh, putting is my weak is my weakness but I'm going to fix that. Uh, I figured, you know, five minutes on the putting green before Saturday, I'll be, yeah, I'll be dialed in. Um, and I feel pretty confident about like my iron play. I've eh, been striking the ball pretty well. What about you?
1: Uh, do you want to uh, tell the listeners what my putter is named?
0: Uh, King Midas. You've brought it up on here before.
1: Uh, I just wanted you to say it. Everything, everything he
0: touches turns to gold, right? Yeah, they're
1: all, they're all mental head games at this point. Uh, me and King Midas have been on a tear the last couple of weeks and I have made some bombs, uh, the last few rounds. So that's I'm true. feeling, feeling really confident about me and King Midas's spiritual fusion. And
0: so that's your confidence factor. Yeah, what's I'm your, what's very your
1: confident about King Midas right now. Uh, what I, what I, the, the thing I'm scared about is getting the yips with the irons. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen I, it. the funny thing is, is that this weekend when I wasn't trying very hard and I was in the scramble, I was hitting really flushed irons pretty much the whole day, but I have this feeling that Saturday it could, it could creep up on me. Uh, There's a lot of water at early wine and a lot of tight window shots. So um, if I'm not dialed in there, then it could get ugly, could get late early as they say, but I'm feeling like I can make up for a lot of it on the green. So
0: yeah, maybe so. Well, the, the thing about the course that we're playing, there is a lot of water on the front. Um, some some on the back, but not as much. Um, and it's one of those, you can, if you don't navigate those first few holes really well, you can kind of get way off the rails and it's really hard to fight your way back. So um, I've always thought that that's a course you need to have a good start on. Yep. Uh, otherwise it gets, it gets hairy real quick.
1: Now, I am pretty excited because my four hybrid that I got recently, I think is the club for holes one and two. Okay. And I think that's going to really help because I was hitting that club beautifully on Saturday and it, it goes like 180. And so if that is, if you hit that on hole one and two, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Uh,
0: Agreed. And Agreed. so
1: they both have water cutting the fairway in half and unless you have a 320 carry, you have to lay up. So, sure.
0: Yeah. You can hit it too far on those holes. That's, that's what kind of frustrates me about that course is like you really don't hit driver until par, until the par five fourth. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, agreed. It is a little weird, but uh,
1: you start that hole, lay up, lay up, par three with water all down the entire right side, and then par five. So, right. you just kind of have to like, it's a very crafty golf course with so much. Well, water. for someone
0: like you who's kind of, uh, whose driver is kind of a strength of your game and a confidence builder. Uh, you don't really get the opportunity to do that. So you, you claim that you hate this course. And I think that's the reason why is because you don't actually hit driver until hole five. Uh, yeah. hole four.
1: But I think that getting the four hybrid out is going to actually help a lot with that. Yeah, so,
0: that's, that's a good. Point. Uh, I'm pumped. Well, about it. The thing about it is you would hit it on four, but then five is a par three. So you don't, so first five holes, you hit driver one time.
1: Right. And, but that, you know, it's back loaded that way. So, you know, the back nine offers a lot of, uh, of time to catch up if you will yeah yeah i can see that we'll see but uh we will see what happens i'm excited for the next podcast where we can kind of break down the first leg of the of the first major which will henceforth be known as the agnes open brought to you by daft punk
0: (laughs) well all i can say is i hope that your head is halfway inside those sunglasses uh by the time we talk again uh for next week's podcast i have a feeling it will be
1: well all i can say is that I hope when you're wearing those sunglasses in a future round, it continues to make your lag putting straight garbage.
0: <laughs> as you as you put barefooted on par threes,
1: we're gonna be such a motley crew that day.
0: Oh, yeah, people are gonna look at us like, what are these guys doing? What what is their problem? We're
1: gonna have to. Do they just that. let
0: anybody come out here these days.
1: We're gonna have to do this round at the ghettoest course we can find. <laughs> we're going to lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so.
1: All right, then. That's all I got tonight.
0: Yep. Yep. Good talk. Good talk. uh Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week. Yeah. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who
1: gives? Yeah.